This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. I know you've been excited. You're freaking what, hoping this was going to be like a month ago, but she's here. We finally got Wendy. Everyone's like, is that Wendy? Is that Wendy the hypnotist? I'm like, I'm not telling. But before I bring her on, let me introduce Wendy. So since 1994, Wendy Friesen has been helping people overcome life's big problems with hypnosis. Yippee! As a worldwide leader in hypnosis, her work is called Miraculous. Well, we could use that now, Wendy. Find out how you can create your own miracles with By the way, Wendy, I went, I've read your profile, and this could go on and on forever. This is like so understated. Welcome, Wendy. <laughs> Hi. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to talk to you. Oh Especially in this time where, you know, I just love connecting with new people and finding out what you're doing as well. Yeah, you know, we need it. I, I don't. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Oh, I'm so shy. It's painful. No, not really. <laughs> I'm I'm an extrovert, and um, I have heard people say that um, <laughs> when I come into the room, energy changes, and I've really embraced that because I used yeah. to be so insecure, and I was afraid of stepping out or doing anything that would Ooh. make me possibly fail or make a mistake. And suddenly I got my courage and it was, it was about when I started doing hypnotherapy and boy, what a great feeling to not like hide behind that anymore. Isn't it? But mm. I will tell you this from the introverts who are confident, they said they're rising up now. This is their time. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've always been an extra extrovert. I just didn't realize it. I yeah, just thought yeah. that's how you feel, you know, yeah, and as a kid, yeah. I was always wanting to, you know, be the center of attention. <laughs> I know. I, I look forward, like we live across the street from a park. And so I walk my dog and, you know, we do far apart and all that stuff. But just to see humans, like I even get in my car, my husband's like, where are you going? I go, I just want to see human beings. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just drive around in my, my vehicle. Well, you'll, you'll love what I did last night to see humans. Um, in the big complex I'm in. I went on my back porch and I played my ukulele to play three John Prine songs. <laughs> and the sound carried to all the other units and people came over and sat on the lawn and listened to me. And I did a concert for 45 <gasps> minutes. Oh, it was great fun. <laughs> that's better than the cocktail parties. That was, oh, isn't that great? I yeah, tell you what, fun. people are getting really creative, really creative. Mm -hmm. Like I, across the street, it must have been like a sweet 16 birthday party. And there were all these cars like in a circle, you know, like 10 oh. to 20 feet away from each other. And the girls were sitting on the roof of their oh. car with their little party hats on. Oh. That's yeah. so <laughs> and they just sat there forever. And thank God it was a beautiful sunny day. And I thought, wow, isn't that, that's creative, that's so you know, yeah. safe yeah. and creative. So where, I don't even know where you live, Wendy, where do you live? I'm in Boulder, Colorado. <gasps> Shut up. One of my oh, favorite I places. It I, is. It's, I go it's there. Lovely. I go to Colorado out there at least once a year. My friend lives 20 minutes outside of Boulder. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. It. It's pretty nice, especially right now in the springtime. It's like, oh, we made it through winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love it. It's just so calming just mm-hmm. being out there. As soon as I get off the plane, I just feel calm. Yeah. People are so. nice, too. People are yeah. very nice. They're very kind. They're conscientious. And it's just such a <clears throat> conscious community. I really love that about it. Yeah, and friendly. All right, so Wendy, I want to back up a little bit because you were saying when you yourself got into hypnosis, what led you there? Like, why? Well, it's this is kind of weird. I was I had a tanning salon, and the lease had ended, and I was closing it down. And um, this was in 1994, and I didn't know what I was going to do next. And I was a single mom, and my kids were very young. But I was reading the classifieds in the Sacramento Bee, you know, back in the day where we had to read the newspaper if we were Oh, born. yeah, yeah. And I saw this one little ad that said hypnotherapy school, and it's um, six months long. So I called them, and they said, well, it starts tonight, and you can come for three nights for free. And I didn't okay. know anything about hypnotherapy. I went there, and it was amazing. It was like five days a week for six months, and there were all these different instructors And I just loved it. And I didn't know that I had just stepped into something that was my perfect fit, my calling, my soul and heart and everything. That's crazy because it's so opposite from like a suntan. Like who would think like, you know, you could have said I was the therapist and then I wanted to add it in. But it wasn't even the direction you were in. Right. Not at all. And I had no idea that this would be my thing. And I, I, know, I know I was inspiring to people, and people come in my tanning salon, and they just enjoyed standing there talking to me, even, mm. you know, when they were thinking about going and getting a nice superficial tan, they were getting something deeper. <laughs> <laughs> they want some inner work done. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was watching, you know, your videos and all that stuff, and I was like, you know what? I like this lady. She's definitely makes, you know, the happiness go around, which I think is so important. So it's not only what you say. I, I just, you know, look at you and I go, oh, I feel happy. I feel happy, <laughs> you know? which is a good thing, Wendy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. So when I started doing the hypnotherapy, I was really broke. I had just zero money, lots of debt. The IRS guy would come to my door and knock on the <gasps> door and say, hey, you know, we got to do something about this. And he was very, very nice all the time. Really? I, I, was, I was stuck and scared. And, um, yeah, I hadn't filed the tax returns in a few years because I was broke and I was scared. And then I went out to my garage where all the files were in boxes Oof. on the floor of the garage. And I guess there had been a little bit of a flood in the garage at one point. So they were all kind of wet underneath. But when I pulled out some of the files, um, <laughs> there were baby rats in them. Oh, my goodness. In the file. No, I took this as a sign. Sign that you didn't need to do anything. (laughs) I I threw them all out. My bookkeeper, we didn't have backup copies of, you know, computer stuff in 1994, 93 and stuff. So, you know, I threw them all out. I made an offer and compromise and cleaned up my act. And then then I, I kept telling people that... I just can't put one foot in front of the other anymore. I just, I can't take another step because things were so bad. And I was at a little farmer's market and I was walking through the parking lot back to my car. And while I was walking, my feet slowed down and I stopped and I couldn't take another step. I made this belief come true accidentally, but I I felt like I couldn't take another step. And there I was standing there not knowing what to do. And that was like my life, my reality was right there. And from there, Mm. I made some massive changes that were made with me doing hypnosis on myself for self-sabotage and poverty and stuff like that. And 
shifted everything. It was, I get chills just thinking about it, but it shifted everything. I found out that I had a part of me that wanted me to fail. And the positive reason was that it said, because then somebody will rescue you. Mm. And I Mm. had no idea that I had that program running. No. How would you know? I mean, come on. Because it is hidden. Self-sabotage is always hidden from you. So when you go deep into hypnosis or with the right hypnotist, that's when these things surface. That there's there's no way you could possibly be aware. You know, they're not conscious, right? Exactly. Because we're always second-guessing ourselves. And we're thinking about it with our analytical mind, which is not where the problem is. And we're not getting the message that's in our subconscious. Mm. So... Let's go through, because you did a wonderful job um, on one of your videos. And I know a lot of people want, what really is hypnosis? Because some people, they go, oh my God, I don't, you know, it's so scary. But when you explained (laughs) it, it, you know, I've done it before with someone um, in my neighborhood that lives in my neighborhood and she practices all the time. And she was like a therapist and then she added this in, you know, to her work. But... Until I experienced it, I didn't understand it either. So maybe you could just give them a little tidbit. Yeah, and it is interesting how people still have misconceptions about it. A friend of yeah. mine who's having trouble sleeping, she's a good friend of mine, and she knows what I do. And she's been waking up and not being able to go back to sleep. And I said, Kim, let me give you my hypnosis sleep program. I, it cures insomnia. You'll go right back to sleep at 3 a.m. And she gave me a funny look like, mm, I wouldn't know. I, like, I was so surprised. But people are um, really struggling with what it really is. So I don't have control over your brain or your mind. <laughs> you sure? Uh, well, well, that's what we tell people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, when you're in trance, you, you let your conscious mind totally get out of the picture. And, of course, if something happened while you're in trance, if there was some emergency, you would come to life, be alert, you would know what's going on, and be able to you know, handle whatever's going on. Yeah, but, but when you're in trance, your body is relaxed. Your brain is not monitoring all these things going on in your environment. You're not checking your phone. You're not worried about your email or doing any of that. So physically and mentally, your mind has totally relaxed. You get into an alpha state, and then you get into a theta state. And right in that sweet spot is where we can make some really great changes. Mm. Now. We don't quite understand how it works, but one of the things is the science of how the brain works is that we make neural pathways that go to the thoughts that we think about the most or the beliefs that we have. So if I constantly say, oh gosh, I'm just, I'm so nervous all the time. I just, I can't get up and speak on a stage. I'm just so nervous and I'm I'm not going to know what to say. Well, your neural networks are going to the emotional areas of your brain that support those feelings, those fears, those doubts. It's wiring you to the times you've had fears in the past of similar things you've done when you've been embarrassed. And and so now when you think of getting on stage to speak, your brain floods you with fears and insecurity and um, failures of the past. Mm. So now you're supposed to get up there and do a great job. Now, this applies to pretty much every aspect of your life, no matter what you're telling yourself that's negative. So if we do hypnosis, I'm going to create new neural networks that are going to reach into new future memories. I know this sounds weird, but if I take you 
six months in the future, and I tell you, now you're on that stage and you're feeling good and you are loving that audience. Just look in the eyes of all those people. They love you and your body is feeling relaxed. You are creative and on your game. Okay, what I did is I created a memory that your brain holds as real, just as real as any memory of what you had for lunch yesterday, if we could just remember that. If we could remember what yesterday is. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But anyway, now I'm going to connect so much of that wiring to that um, emotional state, that physical state, that uh, mental state, and everything I can. And I'm going to infuse it with as much content as I can. And then I'm going to build a trigger that is when you're backstage and you're going to step into this imaginary circle of excellence for just three seconds before you go on stage, it's all going to just flood you with the feelings you love and the confidence and the creativity mm. that you have. And then when, so now I created a trigger that's going to um, in, engage those new feelings and new beliefs. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. That's one yeah. of the ways that we're scientifically rewiring the brain. Yeah. Which, you know, it, that's so mainstream right now. I think people are starting to get, you really can do that. Is it, is it similar? I have a question here. I'm, I'm going to skip to question four. Please ask Wendy, is it similar to being in a meditational state? I meditate every day for 20 minutes. Well, it is because you're getting into an, an alpha and a theta brainwave, which is really great. The thing with meditation is you don't have someone guiding you to a specific process or to get rid of a problem like um, insomnia. You know, that's such a big deal with everyone all the time. And your health is dependent on great quality sleep in order to keep your immune system strong. Yep. But so many people aren't sleeping. Um, You know, and women my age wake up at 3 a.m. And I say, well, we should all get on the phone, talk to each other, have a party. (laughs) My group here is at 4 a.m. I don't know if there's a difference between Colorado and Philly, but it's like 4 a.m. Like everyone gets up and goes potty and then like, all right. Stay awake. Yeah. So so what do we tell ourselves? I hear my friends like Kim saying, oh, man, I just can't get back to sleep when I wake up at night. And and someone will say, I just, you know, I toss and turn all night and I'm just the world's worst insomniac. Yeah. What are you telling yourself? You are giving yourself powerful suggestions of what you can't do right. You can't sleep. And then you wonder why you can't sleep. So you're energizing all the beliefs and the emotions and all the state of mind that supports being an insomniac. So I, I was in Hawaii at a farmer's market walking along and some woman saw me and she ran up to me and said, oh, Wendy, oh my God, I can't believe I'm meeting you. She says, you cured my eight years of insomnia. She says, I was the most hardcore insomniac. Yeah. And just within three days, I, I slept great and I have slept great for all these years And it's amazing that we can do that when someone believes that they own this problem, that it is part of their identity, that they get sympathy for it and attention, and there's a positive reason, and then it's just gone. It's just like that. I love that you're saying that because one of my clients, she just keeps saying, Danny, get off of it. I've been this way my whole life, you know. I've been this way my whole life, you know. It's going to be hard. But to hear you say that after eight years of being that way, that's very hopeful. Yeah, yeah. And it's some of this stuff is miraculous. Um, as you'd mentioned in the intro, some of it just defies logic. It yeah. makes no sense. Like I specialize in drug and alcohol um, addiction freedom. And oh. 
I, I've been doing the addiction freedom work for 20 years. And the first addict that I worked with in my office, and I had no idea how to help him, he was a meth addict. and <laughs> He had tried everything for a couple of years to quit. And his wife threw him out. He couldn't see his kids. He had legal problems and all of this. And I worked with Sonny for about a month, just once a week, for like four sessions. And he quit meth the second week. He just quit. No cravings, no need, no Mm. desire. And then we built him into a stronger man with integrity and good principles. And he really loved himself. And we got rid of all that guilt and shame. So then I went on to make programs for alcohol and for drug use and it is so weird when I talk to these people and they say, you know, oh, one is, <laughs> this is my favorite, um, is a man who said, I'm a 45-year-old fat slob and everybody knows I'm just a drunken alcoholic fat slob. That's all oh, I've good. been for all of my adult life. He drinks over a case of beer a day. Oy vey. Yeah. So he went, he listened to my program and it took him into the future, one year in the future, and he saw himself as an athlete. And then I, in the recording, I build it in a way that I don't have to know what you're experiencing, but I'm building it and strengthening it. So he said, Wendy, strangest thing happened. I just quit drinking the beer and and it was no big deal. It didn't even matter. And I opened my fridge and there was beer in my fridge and I still didn't want any beer. This was after just a few days. Crazy. Yeah. And he, and he even said, you know, a few days later I decided to crack a beer. I poured some in a glass. I took one sip and it was like, eh, I don't want that. Didn't matter, but it gets better. <laughs> better than that. Okay. One, he lost weight. Right. Yeah. One, one year later, he is an Ironman traveling the world competing in Ironman competitions because mm. in his future vision, he was an athlete doing spectacular things, marathons and all this stuff. Wow. So now he, this was probably 15 years ago, he has qualified for the Kona Ironman, which is the biggest one. And he's he's done the Kona Ironman and stuff. And that's his life now. If he hadn't stumbled on that program, he would still be a fat slob, drunk, dead man, probably. (laughs) Dead man. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, my goodness. The power of the brain. It's miraculous. People tell me this all the time about the drug and alcohol program. They say, I just didn't want it. I didn't feel like it. Yeah. Well, how rewarding is that? I mean, Ooh. yeah, there's a lot of other things you can do with hypnosis, but that, holy moly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you really are changing someone's life. Ugh, yeah. Like, I've saved a lot of lives, and I don't say that as a brag. I say that no. as being so grateful that yeah. people found me. And I, I hear from people all over the world that are like, you saved my life. No, really. You really saved my life. Ugh. I am alive because of this program or that program. Mm. Yeah, I know. I'm blown away. I, I'm still blown away that I somehow stumbled into Yeah. It. <laughs> you can hear that, that how grateful you are in your voice. Yeah. It comes yeah. through. So can everybody be hypnotized? That's one of the questions. Every Big question. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people don't think they can, and they and they definitely can, but some people resist really hard, and yeah. it depends on their reasons. Like one of my clients, it was he was in my office sitting in the chair. I had him all relaxed, and um, all of a sudden, he just, like after about seven minutes, he just jumped up and bolted out of there. He just, he just Whoa. left, and he called me from home, and he said, I don't know what happened. I don't know, but I'm laying in my bed shaking and I'm just shaking all over, and I had him re-relax and put him back into trance and then bring him back up because 
But anyway, he turned out to be a great client. He was very hypnotizable, but we had to get the block out of the way. Gotcha. There was something there that we found and released that allowed him to then go into trance and to trust me because he had a lot of trust issues from childhood. So yes, everybody can because we all have the same setup with a brain and a body and we can hear and yeah. you know create things. Sometimes it takes a couple of sessions to get them to kind yeah. of let go. Yeah. So Wendy, what does it mean when you're easily hypnotized, which is me? <laughs> Am I easily? <laughs> Somebody said to me, she's like, wow. That was easy. I don't know. Maybe I'm an overly <laughs> trusting person. I was just like, once I'm in, I'm in. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, um, just from the little we've talked to us now, I can tell you are a very like happy, outgoing, creative person. You probably visualize. You probably love arts and music and things. Yes, and, I do. Yeah. People like that are, our minds are in trance a lot during the day. And we're thinking of things and we're creating things. And that's the kind of mind that goes into hypnosis easily because you're halfway gotcha. there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that one guy said, I wish I would have known you when you were in your 20s. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I wasn't easily influenced that way. All right. So big thing. I got quite, there's a group. We'll keep them anonymous. I was doing a webinar with one of my groups and the group wants to know, Wendy, please Help me stop eating. So especially oh, now, yeah. you know, with not that many distractions, um, a lot of people are in their homes, the food's mm. there, it's comforting, they don't want to come out and be big whales. Now they're working out, we got that going <laughs> on because that's what they can do. They can walk still and run and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But can you give them anything so they can eat healthy and not stuff their face when they're stressed? Big yeah, question. yeah, that is that's a big one, and I know how hard it is for people to you know try to have willpower to stop eating or not craving the foods. Like we carbs are delicious, and they turn into sugar in our body, and they reward our brain. And sugar is freaking delicious because it's addictive, and it gives us such a rush of dopamine, and that's what we're craving is that dopamine rush. There's um there's a process that I made that's um it's from um God what is his name I'll think of it he's very famous NLP guy, but it's called the appetite zapper. And what it does is like when I was talking about rewiring your brain, mm -hmm. it changes how your brain perceives pleasure and with food. And when I do it, I have you in trance and I'm, I'm asking you to, for instance, if you love cheeseburgers, you're just eating the best fast food cheeseburger and you're tasting it and it's going down your body and you feel all those feelings you get from it. Yeah. And then I say, now I want your brain to go to the point that is two hours after eating that cheeseburger. And I go, ready? Right now, two hours after eating, notice what you feel in your body. How does your head feel? How does your how is your breathing? What do you mm. notice? And people will be aware that their body got the negative response from that food because that food's bad for you, right? Yeah. So I say that food is not good for your body. It's not something that helps you. So then we do a comparison on, okay, they eat a salad, a really lovely salad that's made from really good organic vegetables and stuff. And they eat that up and go to two hours after eating that and compare that feeling to the feeling you had with the cheeseburger. So then I continue to stack several choices of foods and each time saying, compare that feeling. Now let your inner mind choose the best feeling so far. 
And doing this process, they don't have to try anymore. It's not willpower. So this is this is really yeah. funny. One of my clients that did that with me, she goes home, calls me and says, Wendy, I'm really scared. I don't know what to do. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, I just took my C's candies out from my secret stash where I keep them hidden. Like, come on. Um, and she said, I can't eat them. I was going to have some and I just can't eat them. I don't want them. I said, well, that's good. Yeah, that's, what's, what's the problem? Well, yeah, and it was hilarious that she says they're in her hiding place. Yeah, hiding um, place. Another woman who did that process, she, said, <laughs> she called me and said, I am cutting up vegetables for a snack. I don't eat vegetables. I'm cutting them up for a snack. What's wrong with me? But anyway, so it's like an unconscious need to have those delicious, healthy foods. So then if you, if you had a piece of cake sitting there and you look at it, your brain is going to automatically go to, and I'm feeling visceral feelings in my body right now when I say that, um, it's going to go to the feeling two hours after unconsciously automatically say, no, that, that, I don't want that. That's not, that doesn't yeah. feel good. Yeah. But I actually got a bad feeling in my belly when I imagined the cake right now. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Ooh, I wouldn't eat that. Yeah. You don't want it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Can you, can you do that with wine? Because we're hitting the wine hard, Wendy. We're hitting the wine hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're using straws now so we can get it in faster. Oh my God. It was like, just, are you sure hypnosis can work with the wine? Like I'm, I, you know, you see all these funny memes, but I'm, like, I like the one where the coffee is hitting the baton to the wine. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, yeah. people. Gear up. We have way too much time to drink wine now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, part of it is having rules for yourself. And I know those rules are hard once you start drinking. It's a little tough to follow those rules. But when we do make those rules with hypnosis, it changes. And um, one of the processes in my alcohol freedom program, it somehow makes people just kind of forget about it for a while. Like you just don't have that five o'clock craving, or now we've pushed it to four o'clock. It's yeah. just not there. And when I made the alcohol freedom program, when I recorded it, um, I often absorb all the suggestions cause I'm pretty much in trance when I make the programs. And I, every time when I came home five o'clock every day, I would have two glasses of wine, no question about it. But yeah. when I made that program about a week later, I had opened a cupboard in my kitchen and there were all these bottles of wine. And I thought, what? I haven't had any wine for a week. I haven't had a drink of anything for a week. Yeah. It was, it was the strangest feeling. And I hear that from clients a lot. There's like, huh, I just didn't need it. It wasn't a struggle. So there are ways to do that. And what people can do who are, you know, sitting at home right now is if they were to do some self hypnosis, first of all, they want to talk to themselves in a positive way and say things like, you know, it just isn't something I really want to go down that road with. I don't want to drink more. I want to drink less because I want to feel better and sleep better. And mm-hmm. so the positive suggestions, if you if you catch yourself saying, oh man, I just, I, I got to have a drink. I got to have a drink. Yeah. And, you know, if you catch yourself doing that, just stop, like Bob Newhart says, <laughs> so just stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just stop and replace it with the thing that you do want. Make sure it's phrased in a positive way. Don't say, I'm not going to drink wine or I'm going to quit drinking. Yeah. Say, you know, it will be easy for me just to kind of let that go and let my body get healthy. It's going to be easier every day. And maybe I won't even think of it and it'll just be out of my mind, whatever. Positive, positive, positive. 
Same thing with food. It's the same thing with food. Yep. And have some something to replace it with. Have some nice tea. Get a bunch of really nice teas so that yeah. you can have a process of making a really good cup of tea and sipping on that. Well, it's funny you said that because it's not like I'm a big drinker, but I did notice that like I was having at least a glass of wine a day and sometimes two. And I'm like, wait, the, what the heck is going on here? And I did the same thing. I bought all these really pretty teas. And yeah. I really do look forward to it, you know? <laughs> I can't wait to have, ooh, what tea am I trying? But I needed to, to replace it with something that yep. made me happy. And that is part of the program. So when we talk about rewiring the brain and neural networks in that alcohol session, you're going to hear me saying things like, now, anytime your inner mind thinks about alcohol or wine or anything like that, you'll notice that you easily begin to crave a cup of tea, a warm cup in your hand, making the tea and feeling it, smelling it. You just love mm. that. And that's what makes you feel really good about who you are and so on. So, so we replace it, you know, that, that old craving now triggers a craving for the tea. Mm. I want tea so bad right now. <laughs> I know that was like ten seconds, and you're gone. Oh, I told you I'm easily <laughs> You're gone, girl. You yeah. know what's really good? I'm glad that you're mentioning all the. When you're saying things, you're you're putting people, like you said, three months or six months in the future, and I think people need to do that right now. Like, really think about like what's in three months or six months where they want to be. So this hypnosis is perfect, you know, for a lot of different things with work, home, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know? for so many things. And, yeah. you know, we don't we don't realize how much we are creating labels and beliefs about ourselves. So my big rant, which I won't go into it now too much, but <laughs> it's just kind of it. Go for it, Wendy. <laughs> well, you know, if my, my oldest son had been in and out of rehab, and this is how I know so much about the addiction work okay. that I do is it's his gift. He, he had five rehabs he was in, and I the first one, I went with him, and dropped him off, paid my $30,000, and I went to the meeting that night, and the AA 12-step is what most of the rehabs use. So this expert speaker comes in, and he says, hi, my name's George, and everybody says, hi, George, and he says, I'm an alcoholic, and I have to tell you that even though I've been sober for 20 years, I am still just trying to make it till midnight every day. I am white-knuckling it. Oh, boy. So what did he do? He is an authority, and hypnosis works very good if you're an authority, even if you don't close your eyes and take deep breaths. He just future-paced them to 20 years in the future that he is going to be white-knuckling it every day and implanted that suggestion. And then he went on to continue with his talk to do this. And the, the last day my son was there, the director said to a few of them who were leaving, he said, well, I want to tell you guys that uh, in 30 days, only one in 12 of you will still be clean and sober. Oh, shut up. Yeah, I know. I know. That's another hypnotic suggestion. Well, damn, I might as well get effed up right now. So oh this gosh. went on in, I think it was five different rehabs he was at. I spent over $150,000 in each one. I was shocked. And each one gives you false promises and hope that this one's different. And we're going to help your child. So one of them I went into, um, the, the family members were invited to this meeting. So we're in a big circle along with the residents. There's a girl sitting in the middle who's 18 in a chair, and she's going to go home tomorrow. The psychologist is sitting next to her to do psychodrama. So she says, 
close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Relax your body. Good. And I want you just to imagine you're in your room, in your bedroom tomorrow. And in that room, the drugs are trying to get to you. They're going to try to get you. You have to fight really hard. They're going to try and get you. The drugs are trying to get in. They're trying to get in. And then she has three men standing behind the chair of that girl. They're standing up. And they're the drugs, right? They're pretending to be the drugs. Yeah. And they, they start yelling and waving their arms and going, We're the drugs. We're going to get you. We're going to get you. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. She used hypnosis basically yeah to put this fear in this girl and if i was that girl i don't think i could step into my bedroom yeah i'd be terrified and then she had the guys go outside of the room to bang on the windows Mm. from the outside and she said they're out there trying to get you and she's a psychologist so this this stuff went on in every rehab my son went to even the ones that promised they were different no, wait, back up. What is the point? What did they think the point of that was? I know, because they believe that all of the things they're doing are working, even though they know the success rate is only 5 to 7%, and they are Ugh. taking money from people like me and everyone else. Yeah, do anything for your kid. Right, and, and false promises. So one of the rehabs, they figured out a way to have over 100 of their guests, or whatever you call them, that were all paying over 30000 each. So the, my son was there, and on the second or third day, the director had found out that I'm a hypnotherapist, and he called me into his office. And he said, you know, we really want to improve our success rate. It's really pretty low, and we're thinking hypnosis could help. And I said, well, I'd love to help for sure. And he said, yeah, our success rate's only about 5 to 7%. <laughs> I, I just wrote him a check for $33,000. And that should be, oh, my God. Criminal. So I go and do a session with about 20, 25 of their guests. And it was only like a 30-minute session. I took them into the future, into three months in their future, six months in their future, a year in their future. And what they're experiencing is how they've restored their faith in themselves, how they can trust themselves, that they have integrity and that they have their family back and that alcohol is such a distant memory or drugs and that just isn't a thing anymore. The most freedom you have that you love right now is here and making that, making those future suggestions be the present moment. Now, here you are at one year in the future and you really love yourself and you know that this is a life that you were meant to live and stuff, right? So I did that and then the next day Ryan asked me to come back in his office and he says, what did you do to them? And I was like, what? Well, I did some hypnosis. <laughs> he yeah. said, no, everybody's talking about you. They're so excited. They are just so excited. But I, I did a presentation for the board of directors, and everyone was on board except for one person on the board. Uh, Can you imagine who that is? <laughs> it's the psychiatrist. Because oh, hypnotherapists yeah. are lay people and charlatans in their yeah. minds. He was, yeah. nope, no way. Ugh. Yeah, how oh, sad. Bomber, but you do your you you still do your own stuff with people. So, where how do do you work with them separately than the programs now? Yeah, I have an online program that they can do it self guided, and it takes it doesn't take a lot of time. But they're doing hypnosis sessions in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, and then they're doing some writing in the the workbook that leads them along. And then some people have me do coaching sessions every day for two weeks, which is about. 
15 or 20 minutes and they're still listening to the recorded program but they've got accountability and then some people fly in here to do a four-day intensive where we work together for four days and that works out really well too Um, so there's a lot of options Um, yeah and it's pretty exciting to see that people that say nothing is going to work I have quit so many times you know drugs or alcohol I have quit so many times there's nothing that works I just I'm a failure and we change that all around, and it's not difficult. But it's Ugh. so it's so messed up that all these rehabs are operating, knowing that they're fraudulently taking money from people, a lot of money, a lot, knowing that yeah. 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 And then a lot of the rehabs are run by brokers that are just finding the people with the right insurance and placing them and getting their big yeah. commissions. And then um, they're just and, and medical fraud, they medical billing. For the insurance, there's so much fraud from the rehabs. Anyway. I did not know that. Yeah, that's yeah, really bad. Well, I do, unfortunately, have friends that have kids, and they have been in and out of rehab. I mean, and unfortunately, no success. Yeah. The yeah. only success I've heard of, it had nothing to do with the rehab, is somebody I know, um, they met someone that, uh, like a... a they got engaged, you know what I mean? Someone who truly yeah. loved them for them. Mm-hmm. And that person took them, you know, into a whole nother beautiful life. But I've never heard, and that's because he fell in love with who she was. And it yeah. was just a beautiful story. But I don't think I've heard of any successes from rehabs. You're right, now that I think of it. Well, the rate, uh, the success rate for quitting drinking or drugs, the 5 to 7% is if you have no assistance at all and you don't have any help, your success rate is going to be five to seven percent. Yeah. And if you go to rehab, your success rate is going to be five to seven percent. If you're in AA going to meetings, it'll be five to seven percent. Oh, here's something you'll love. Um, I used to do a lot of radio advertising, national radio advertising, and one of my ads for the alcohol program said, if the only time that you really, really, really need a drink is after you leave an AA meeting, it's not your fault. Ooh. And so, so then I would explain why it's not your fault because you have just been immersed in sad stories and in the energy of fear and failure and you're listening to other people talk about how hard it is. Mm. So I would get, well, my, my staff would get phone calls from people that would say, oh my gosh, that's so true. That's the only time I need a drink. And that's when I stop at the liquor store on the way home from a meeting. I'm fine the rest of the week. <laughs> Okay, do you think that there's a problem here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Wendy, I want to I could talk to you. I can tell like for 24 hours straight and feel like <laughs> I could get so much information for people, but there's some things I want to make sure we get in here which are some of your wonderful tips which how about waking up nervous? You can wake up happy every morning through hypnosis. Let's is is that like a guided hypnosis? It is, and it's a pretty cool program. What I realized for myself at one point, um, even though I should have known better, is I was waking up in the morning worried about something. I don't remember what it was, but it may have been worry about my son and what he was going through with all the yeah. rehab stuff. But yeah. I would wake up first thing in the morning, my brain turned on the worry and the stress, and then that was started my day. And then remember in 2008 when the economy was crashing and people were really nervous? Uh, oh, huh, yes. Kind of like now. I I realized, you know, people are really, really nervous every day. That's all we're thinking about. So I made several sessions that are called Wake Up Happy. 
And when I made these, oh my God, I, it changed my life. And it's, you know, it's like, I just should record sessions just for my own therapy. Cause when they go in my ears, I am totally getting the whole yeah. experience, but it, but there's different topics. So there's one to wake up happy, um, and feel love and just love for your life, for creation, for God, if you have a God and for all the things that you do love that are good and positive. And they're only 15 minutes. But the idea is that while you're still half asleep is when you put them on. Another one is for wealth. And it's being worthy of wealth and creative in your business and having the energy and the ideas that just make you so excited to get up and and implement them. And um, there's some for health of healing your body of the Mm. things like the stress and the worry that's hurting your body that you're now replacing it with the love you have for your body and letting your immune system be the perfect balance of where it should be. And so, yeah, there's different ones um, that make you actually wake up happy. And that was a life changer for me as well. You know, I think that's a great one because I've heard for so many years, okay, you want to hit the ground running and I'm big thing about your morning routine really, really matters. And some people do say, yeah, because they slept all night, they relax and they wake up and, you know, before anything hits them, they feel great. You know, they're in a great mood, but I wasn't that way. Like I, I could fall asleep, no problem. But when I would wake up within a minute or two, that's when my brain would start thinking of all these different things. And and I'm like, wait a minute, I think I want more hypnosis in the morning. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll send you the link so you can um, use the sessions. And I'm, I'm telling you, gift. because that, for me, I was like, wait a minute, what's wrong? I, I'm not supposed to be worrying. I just had a peaceful night's sleep, but I didn't wake up that second, but before. And so I'm, I really think how you start your day matters so much, you know? It is, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And if people decide to listen to those, they will have a totally different day, especially whatever the stresses are in your life. You're just going to see yeah. things different. And we do have that choice to see things different. Yes. There's another cool thing that I just totally want you want your listeners to know about. Um, I have these programs for kids. They're for oh. under five years old or five to ten-ish for and it was originally just to make kids go to sleep, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> everybody wants that. Everybody Ooh. wants that. Yeah. So it tells them a story and it has this wizard that takes them on a journey and um, shows them some of their things they're really good at. And it helped the wizard helps them get better at things. Now, I don't know what it is they need to improve, but the, the way it's made, the wizard is helping them with whatever the child decides to get better Ooh. at. Um, and then. As they're falling asleep, because a wizard takes them to this really sleepy place because they're exhausted from all the fun they just had. And they go to the sleepy place and they're getting sleepy. And then I have quiet suggestions that say things like, you love your family. You really enjoy school. You're kind to your friends or whatever. All that kind of stuff. So I was giving a seminar and during the break, this woman came up to me and she says, you will not believe this. My daughter's in second grade and third grade each, the teachers, they're such a terror. They just disrupt class. They won't listen. They won't do anything. And at home, our house is a war zone. It, it Everything's a battle and they're so mean and they fight. But I got your sleepy kids program and they fall asleep to it at night. And so at school, the teacher asked me, what did you do to your daughter? <laughs> I said, why? I said, she's being so kind and helpful, and she's helping the other kids. And in both both classrooms, the two daughters 
totally changed the way their behavior was. And the mom said, at home, they help me make dinner. They do the dishes. They they just mm. love helping out. And I've had so many stories like this from parents who are struggling with their kids' behaviors. And it's just it's so ridiculously miraculous. I don't I don't understand how how it works so easily. But yeah, if people are having problems with their kids, yeah. this is... I, I believe it 100% because I would always listen to these meditational uh, type, uh, I, I don't even want to call them meditational, but just the powerful positivity in the world type tapes in my car yeah. constantly. Oh. And all the time, like list, not things that make you sleepy, but just, you know, power of intention, how you treat others. And I, I was always listening to myself. Little did I think about my son is in the back seat, you know, since the time he was born hmm. throughout his entire life listening to this stuff and wow. getting in. To, I wasn't even thinking that way. <laughs> and then years later, he'll say things. And I'm thinking, I think he was getting that from all the tapes I was listening to in the car. Right. Wow. I mean, you know, I just would always listen to him, listen to him. I would get in my car, something is going to be inspirational, you know, and I'm looking at him now at 16. I'm thinking, I wonder if that really did affect him. Now, when he turned 10, he's like, Mom, enough of that lady. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that really helped, Wendy? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah, it had to. Because he couldn't escape the effect of having those things yeah. in his brain. So when his inner thoughts are happening during the day, there's that yeah. voice, instead of it being negative and thinking, nobody likes me and I just yeah. I just screwed up or, God, I hate that guy or something. You know, yeah. he, he had positive thoughts that were, yeah. And oh. I did at night. And he would catch me now and then. I would go in when he was asleep. I don't know. Was just, I, listen, people are going to think I'm totally whacked. But I would go in and go, you are love. You are worthy. You are unconditional. And, I, and now and then he'd wake up and go, Mom, Mommy, what are you doing? Like, nothing, nothing. Just see if you're breathing. You know? tidying up I don't know. I don't know. And I wasn't thinking hypnosis. I was just thinking the power of suggestion, you know. Well, and it and, is because the the kids sleepy thing that I do, it solved so many different problems. This man said his, his son couldn't go to kindergarten. He just cried so hard every time he tried to take mm. him to kindergarten and he couldn't couldn't do it. And he listened to sleepy kids and he says, guess what? He walked in the door happy, proud. And the teacher uh, says he now helps other kids who have fears kindergartner he's being like little tony robbins yeah. uh, helping oh. them <laughs> oh my god yeah. all right so you said there's an easy daily routine that can create a massive shift tell us wendy well first part of it is you have got to be aware of your self-talk you've got to notice that quiet inner voice or that loud screaming inner voice that's telling you that you're no good that you can't do this that you're too nervous that you just You've screwed things up and your inner yeah. voice is trying to remember all the other things you've done wrong. So we have got to first notice your inner voice. And the way that you're going to change that is first by being aware of it. When it happens, you stop what you're doing. You notice it and you don't fight it. You just say, oh, huh, that's interesting. Now create a different phrase, which is I'm actually getting better at feeling more comfortable about this or that. Or it's actually okay that. I'm losing my cravings for sugar. That feels good. So you just have your new little inner voice, but you do it consistently, consistently. Like mm. you got to get it to where it's automatic. And then the other thing is 
you can do this to yourself um, without having any program running or anything. But you close your eyes, you get relaxed, and you imagine that you're walking on a path into your future. And you walk into that future, maybe just start with three months in the future. And then you just notice what's changed. Wow, huh, I quit eating sugar. I'm really enjoying working out. And I'm not, I'm not needing to eat all those horrible foods because I feel really good right now. And then you go another three months into your future and, and maybe like you got unstuck business-wise. There's something you were working on. You ran out of energy or you just started just hating the process. But mm-hmm. six months from now, it's like, wow, I finished that project and then people love it and it's feeling good. So those going into those future moments... Even if you're not sure if you're doing it right, if you're experiencing some positive things in that future, that's going to change everything about how your self-talk runs and what you're doing to hypnotize yourself all day long. The next thing is go and meet your future self. So you would take yourself, let's say, a year in the future. And this would be a separate process that you would do to yourself. So you go to a year in the future, and there is you. You're standing face to face. (laughs) And you're looking in those eyes. And you're going to ask some questions and you could ask, what is the most important thing that you did in the last year that allowed you to be, you know, X, Y, Z, be healthy and happy or be successful or to let go of all that stress and just love your life? So whatever your question is, and then let your future self tell you, and I guarantee you the answers will blow your mind. It is the coolest thing. Do you think my present self would never have thought of that? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you ask another question and you ask, you know, three or four questions that you need to answer. Of your future self. Yeah. And then you, you go behind your future self and you just step into that future self. So you're stepping in that body and you're feeling it from inside that future self. Mm. And it's, it's a mind blowing experience to do that. Ooh, things do, do change. So one. those are three things. You've got to be aware of your self talk yep. and gently stop it. Don't fight it, but change the phrase to something positive like, you know, it is getting easier for me every day to blank, blank, blank. Yeah. Um, go into your timeline and check what's happening in three months, six months, however far you want to go. And the third yeah. thing is meet your future self and get your mind blown. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Wendy, I got to just hit one up because I'm. we got everything in except for stop touching your face. <laughs> Which makes me want to touch my face. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I I know. My face is all tickly now that you said that. That's funny. Shows how much power we have. So I made a session, Don't Touch Your Face, and it's it's really easy to do. And I'm going to let your listeners have that for free. Um, because it also has an immune, um, the disc of light. It's this really cool immune thing that helps balance your immune system to the optimum levels to stay healthy and strong. So they get both of those for free. Um, Yippee! So don't touch your face is kind of like my fingernail biting um, method where your unconscious or subconscious mind, whatever you like to call it, if your hand was coming up to your mouth to bite your fingernails, you unconsciously... It just floats back down before you even realize. And that's uh-huh. all it takes, really. So the don't touch your face uses the same thing. And gotcha. If, if your hand is moving towards your face, before you're even aware of it, your subconscious mind lets it float back down, and it lets all the sensations in your face just relax so there's no more tingle and no more sensation. 
Um, and of course, you know, sometimes we're going to then consciously go, oh, I need to get a Kleenex and I can touch my face with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. It, it's really cool helping people. So what they can do is if they use the coupon code FACE, okay, they're at my website at wendy.com, um, the coupon code FACE will remove the price of that. So they get both of those sessions for free. Yippee! Yeah, yeah. Wendy, this has been so much fun. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I learned so much, and I know my listeners learned so much. Is there anything else you want to get in before we wrap up? Yeah, just people who are feeling depressed or stuck or they're taking more medications for their anxiety or for the problems they're experiencing, there is a better way, and you just don't give up on yourself you can go see a hypnotherapist. You can look at my programs because I have like 300 different titles for every problem you probably have. Um, oh. And you just, you don't need to live in misery. You don't have to. You don't have to be me standing in that parking lot where I couldn't put one foot in front of the other anymore. Even though you think it's hopeless and you think that there's just no way to get yourself fixed, there is. And it's not expensive and it can happen pretty quickly. Yeah. So just giving people that there is hope, believe me. <laughs> yeah. I came out. I spent three months laying on the couch um, <clears throat> at one point. That was when my feet wouldn't move anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. It doesn't have to be that way. So, yeah. Wendy, just tell them again how they can reach you. Okay. Well, my main website is wendy.com, and it's with an I. So if you can remember, W-E-N-D-I.com. And that has lots of information. There's a lot of free stuff there for free trance stuff and to get you to learn how to go into trance better and tons of free stuff. And then also with the code FACE, you can get the Don't Touch Your Face program for free. Cool. Um, yeah, and there's there's things for sexual problems or you know issues that people have with all kinds of sexual function and things. And um you know, sleep and health and, and fun stuff like being a creative genius. Ooh, <laughs> or, I like that. Yeah, learning how to be more powerful and confident or yeah. the financial abundance program to get rid of your silly blocks to abundance. Uh, financial abundance is going to be a big one right now, Wendy. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. We got to get creative, huh? Yeah, creative. And I've seen a lot of creative things, so keep it flowing. Yeah. yeah. All right, Wendy. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you taking the time. And my let's keep it real, people. Come on. <laughs> Wendy, keep it real, doesn't That's right. she? Yeah. And you are a blast. You are a lot of fun. I love your energy. I wish I could hug you right now. <laughs> well, I'll hug you in the air. And you know yeah. what? I go to Denver, you know, and I come out to Colorado all the time. I'm going to look you up, Wendy. We'll do. We'll hang out. We'll have a blast. Yeah, we'll have fun. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much. If you want to reach out to Wendy, you know how to reach her. If you have questions for me, you can send the podcast at sandyjoyweston.com. We're here for you, whatever you want. And you know what I'm going to say until next time. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.